We discuss which wide receivers are likely to play on Sunday, an interesting change to the depth chart, and what we expect from the week one matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On a Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by Evan Klosky on this WTSP Wednesday of a game week. That's right. There's football yeah. Sunday. Of course, you can check out everything that Evan is doing over there on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10tampabay.com. Check out my work over at SBNationsBucksNation.com. Check out my regular co-host David over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. And of course, you can follow all the action on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at WTSP, and at Harrison 82 Again, we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view of the day today's episode is brought to you by bright co jewelry and watch insurance bright co brings you comprehensive fast and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as five dollars a month check out your special offer for locked on listeners and get covered in under two minutes at bright.co forward slash locked on that's bright.co forward slash locked on Evan wants to join in on the bold prediction fun, and we're going to get to that later on in the show. But we need to start off with some reactions to the news that David talked about yesterday. It was starting to kind of pick up on Twitter a little bit, uh, as well as an interesting change to the depth chart. But let's start with number 14 in the program, number one in your heart, number 12 forever, Chris Godwin who was practicing without the knee brace, still in the non-contact jersey, but practicing without a knee brace, which I thought was very interesting. I kind of figured he would be in the knee brace all year long. Um, But Evan, David and I talked about it a lot when we were down in Tampa for those joint practices with the Dolphins. We've been keeping our eye on on Chris throughout training camp and and the offseason. And he just looks more and more confident every single day on that knee, but still not sure if he's going to be participating in week one against the Dallas Cowboys. So what are your thoughts on him going without the brace at practice on Monday? And how much, if at all, do you think he's going to play against the Cowboys? Yeah, well, I think it was uh, Jenna Lane who spoke with Chris and asked about that and and he said it just felt uncomfortable for him. So I don't know if there's necessarily anything more to read into it other than he doesn't like the knee brace. He's not going to play with the knee brace. He He's just going to kind of move away from it. Um, having said that, you mentioned the most important thing, which is him still in the non-contact jersey. You know, uh, today they'll be back at practice. we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's four days, three of which will be practice days. And I have a tough time believing that they're just going to thrust him right into game one without any significant contact practice. And then also the understanding of how his body's feeling after that contact. So um, I'm a, I'm a skeptic 
that he's going to play week one. That's just where I stand right now, uh, especially even though everything looks great. His recovery has been phenomenal. And uh, by all accounts, he is going to be on the field a lot sooner than we all think. Um, the there is a little bit of gamesmanship there. You know, I can see him where he suits up and is active week one and he like barely touches the field, like maybe for like a couple of plays and he's just there to screw around with Dallas. That's another option I'll leave out there. Let's say even if he does play, it's going to be limited snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. it, it, we are probably, you know, he had um, uh, David Green, I believe, on his, on his podcast, which, uh, you know, I suggest uh, – Checking in if you got some some free time. It's called In the Moment. Chris Godwin talks about uh, just sort of the 2020 NFC Championship game. But towards the back end, he, you know, he asked him about the injury and how he's feeling and what he thought in those moments. And he pretty much said, it's more important for me to be on this team in the second half of the season for the, the part of the year that I missed than it is for the beginning of it and think about this from a big picture standpoint. So that signals to me, he's going to take it as much time as he needs to feel comfortable. And uh, the only positive I'll say is that the Bucks have not put him on injured reserve, which means that they believe that he can be back before week four, um, though the Buccaneers do have a history of holding onto that player and just saying that they would rather give the opportunity for him to come back versus the individual who would take that roster spot, that it wouldn't matter. So might as well just hold that hope that if Chris can come back week two, three, four, then we'll leave open that possibility versus shutting it down week one. So just kind of throwing all my thoughts out there. In the end, expect Chris Godwin to pick up steam as the season goes along and just hold your expectations on what he's going to do weeks one through four me personally i would like to see him out there for the home opener um that could change but that's for me where i'm sort of seeing this but we'll see what happens at practice and we'll go from there uh david played a fun little game uh on yesterday's episode where he predicted the snap count percentages of for Chris Godwin and Russell Gage against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Real quick, I would say if Godwin suits up, we're looking at about a 15% snap count, uh, you know, at the most, in my opinion. For Russell Gage, I think we're looking at 60 to 70% snap count, given that he's missed, you know, quite a bit of time. But if he can go, I expect him to be out on the field quite a bit. But I would... I personally would think that Mike Evans and Julio Jones are going to be the two the two main guys this Sunday, regardless of if Chris Godwin suits up or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I one thousand percent agree with you. You'll you know, while Chris Godwin is nursing himself back to health, you're going to see a lot of other guys stepping up in that role. Julio Jones, who I'm going to get to later in this podcast with some predictions. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah, that's right, a little teaser. Um, but but just know that, you know, if you're not watching me on uh, on YouTube, which you should, which you should. Um, but as Godwin makes his increases throughout the year, we're going to see Gage and 
Julio kind of probably make a decrease throughout the year. So for all you fantasy football players, if you haven't had your draft yet, uh, you might be, you know, Gage and Julio might be targets to have early on and just kind of sell high on them. Uh, not that they won't be good throughout the whole season. Just I think um, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. And with Chris being in the fold in the back half of the year, it's going to go Mike and Chris and everybody else is going to get fed when appropriate. All right. Well, real quick before we hit the break, uh, a depth chart came out on Tuesday listing Rashad White as not only the number two running back behind Leonard Fournette, but also as the starting kick returner. Evan, did you see enough out of Rashad White to justify in preseason and training camp to kind of justify this move to put him ahead of Keyshawn Vaughn? And with Geo, I understand there's still some lingering injury issues, which may be why Geo got bumped down a little bit. But Rashad White, number two, thoughts? Sure. I think talent-wise, he's the best after Lenny. I mean, like when you talk about like a ceiling, obviously his ceiling is the highest. I actually thought Keyshawn Vaughn looked really good in the preseason. He did. Um, and, you know, this we'll see what to make of this, but I definitely think it's a signal because that depth chart really hasn't changed much. And that was the like the only change that was made outside of, you know, removing Ryan Jensen and putting Hainsey in, um, at least from the last time we've seen a depth chart, which was, uh, which was, had gone unchanged from week one to week three outside of Stinney, uh, again, pulled off of it when he got hurt. So the fact that they put white number two and as the leading kick returner signals to you what this coaching staff and organization thinks about that man. So I definitely think, uh, whether I think he showed us enough, I, he, he certainly showed me that, um, you know, the 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 low-hanging fruit comparison, right? That sort of that Le'Veon Bell, patient runner, tremendous pass catcher. And I know some other people are, are calling him like an Edger and James type. So I see that stuff. Um, we'll see how much he's thrust into that role. I really do think that if Lenny were to go down, it's going to be a running back by committee. It's going to be a lot of piecemealing and nobody's really going to be the the head honcho in that backfield. I think you're going to see a little bit of White, a little bit of Vaughn, a little bit of Geo, and they'll share the love. And whoever's got the hot hand, they'll ride. So, uh, but but I love seeing that. I think Rashad White. This is going to be an important year for him because I think next year um, he'll munch into probably some Lenny workload. It, you know, and uh, and we'll kind of go from there as we live in the the Tom Brady this world. All right, well, we get into that week one matchup against the Dallas Cowboys coming up in just a moment. But first, picture this. You're with the love of your life on a beach at sunset. You drop to one knee. You pop the question. She says yes. You guys are stoked. You're excited. You're pumped. You're running up and down. You're jumping in the water, just thrilled to start your lives together. When she looks down and realizes that in the water, that ring slipped off and it's gone. You don't want to be that guy. And you certainly don't want it plastered all over the internet, which you know somebody's filming and somebody caught that and it's going viral on TikTok immediately. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of the ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, stolen, 
or you just can't figure out what happened to it. The guys at Brightco are geniuses. They made buying insurance for your engagement ring, your watch, or whatever so freaking easy that you can get covered in two minutes on your cell phone. You won't find a better deal on coverage that's super affordable. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on to get insurance for your precious items today. It's almost time for the start of the NFL season, and I love this time of year. If you're into sports betting or fantasy football or you need a competitive edge to win, I highly recommend Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Elias Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias insights from Elias Sports Bureau's research team. The app really is your one-stop source for player news, league-validated player stats, and team records expert game analysis for betting building your fantasy team impressing your friends perfect for the preseason where you get your player previews to help draft a winning fantasy team team previews so you know what to expect when the regular season kicks off and with new features like player injury analysis available all the time you can take your game to the next level right now i have a special offer when you subscribe, get a 14 day free trial off of a monthly subscription plan with the Elias Game Plan app today, but only if you use promo code Locked On NFL. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use promo code Locked On NFL. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. And the Bucks and Cowboys are about to kick off their seasons against one another for the second straight year. And things have changed a little bit since last year. We did. For the, uh, for the Cowboys, they're missing a critical part of their offensive line now. Uh, you have Tyron Smith injured. Uh, you sign former Eagle Jason Peters. You have Tyler Smith expected to be the starter. Losing Tyron Smith is going to critically affect both facets of the Cowboys' offense. Passing, they're kind of used to it at this point. They, they might, they might be, but that number one scoring offense of 2021 is in real jeopardy without their left tackle. But the Bucks have their own issues along the offensive line. They have their their starting All Pro center out. You have a huge gaping question mark at the left guard position. You still have people that aren't believing in or buying into Donovan Smith. You know, did he really improve that much? Was it because Allie was over there with him that was helping him elevate his game a little bit? You know, those questions will be answered sooner rather than later. Uh, and they have some questions as to who's in and who's out at the wide receiver position, like we talked about in segment one. But Evan, what are you looking for? What are you expecting in this week one matchup at Jerry World? Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because last year we're talking about the two most prolific offenses, right? And to a degree, those offenses are 
are going through a lot of changes entering this season. Now, I think long-term, at least I'm not going to speak so much on Dallas because their changes are a little bit more concrete versus Tampa Bay, which are injury related, getting a guy like Chris Godwin, you know, help might be on the way in the future. So there's a little bit of that, but both offenses are dealing with uh, question marks on the O-line uh, question marks to a degree of who's going to step up with that added production at receiver, uh, at least in the short term again. So I'm actually expecting this to be a very defensively minded game. I think this is going to be uh, a bit of a gauntlet uh, for both squads. One that I think plays into the strength of Tampa Bay, because I think their offensive situation is a little bit better. Uh, I, I love Kellen Moore. Uh, really think he is uh, one of the, the brightest offensive minds in the National Football League. Um, I, I'm just curious to see what he's going to do and how he deploys uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard as sort of this uh, two-headed monster to make up for, you know, no Amari Cooper there. Um, to me, I mean, you have CeeDee Lamb and, you know, Dalton Schultz. Right. So, uh, it, you know, think like it's it's not like this, you know, just two to three years ago, we were talking about with Dallas, man, look at these receivers. This it, like it's one of the best units out there. Now it's just like, all right, what, what's this team going to do when Todd Bowles devises a plan to be like, um, we're going to, you know, maybe we'll put Carlton Davis on CeeDee Lamb or Antoine Winfield if he's lining up inside. What if we just shadow him? bracket him, whatever it might be, you know, have a guy like Levante on um, Dalton Schultz and let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with everybody else. And um, again, with the Buccaneers, we know they're one of the best rushing defenses. Dallas didn't even try to run last year. They said, screw it. We know you guys are really good at running the ball. We're not even going to try it. And that led to Dak passing it like 60 times or so. So, um, I, I am expecting a defensive game plan here and or a defensive game, uh, one that I think the, the Bucks are going to win. But I, I do not think this is going to be a blowout by any means. Uh, I, I think I've said this before, and if not, I'll just say it right now. I think earlier in the season, we are going to be talking more about how good the Buccaneers defense is versus Tom Brady and the offense. That's That's fair. That's absolutely fair. And, and look, you know, I, I may be wrong about this. I'm 99% sure that this tidbit is factually correct. But if Michael Gallup does not play on Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys have one wide receiver on their roster that has scored a touchdown in an NFL game, and that's CeeDee Lamb. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't the – super scary offense that that dominated last year um and you take a look at a at a scary part of their defense in Trayvon Diggs I mean the guy had double digit interceptions last year right but he's also kind of that all or nothing player where he's gonna go for the interception and mm -hmm. if he doesn't come down with the ball it's six points for the oh, offense for sure so you could see, I mean, Julio or Mike Evans, even Kyle Rudolph, 
busting off a 40, 50 yard touchdown because Diggs took that gamble and lost. On the flip side, you could also see Diggs take that gamble and score six going the other way. So um, ultimately, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to come down to the defenses and not the offenses when these two teams take the field on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, my, my bold. I mean, we're going through bold predictions as far as like seasons concerned soon, but bold prediction for the game, Julio Jones, more than 100 yards. He's going to lead the team in receiving yards. He'll also have a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. I feel like going 100 yards for Julio is, is a bold prediction based on his last two years of production. So I don't feel like I have to say two tutties, but two tutties could happen. Um, Absolutely. I, I think this is going to be a Julio Jones game. So – that's that's sort of my bold prediction. I've been high on Julio out of the gates. I you know we'll, we'll start seeing if he can hold up and his body can hold up, but he's healthy right now. So I believe Julio Jones is going to be uh, a fun player to watch in this one. And um, you know, as far as the score is concerned, I see it sort of as like a a twenty four twenty affair in favor of the Buccaneers. All right. Well, we certainly will get to those bold predictions in just a moment. But first, week one is this week. As you are listening to this on your podcast catcher of choice, game one to start the season, the Rams and the Bills is happening tomorrow. But maybe you just flat out don't care about the Rams or the Bills, but you could. You could have a vested interest in Josh Allen, Allen Robinson, Gabriel Davis, Cam Akers. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing Thursday night during that kickoff game, thanks to prize picks. It's super easy. Pick two to five players. And if they score, if they will score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not competing with other people and their wild, outrageous algorithms that help them in these massive you know, tournaments, it's just you against the projections. And it's not just the NFL. It's the NBA, it's the MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports, and much, much, much more. Each entry can be made in under 60 seconds, and they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Prize Picks is currently available in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks is going to give you $100. You deposit 50, you deposit 40, you deposit 75, Price Picks is going to match you all the way up to $100. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On at Bucks podcast. And Evan could not avoid the bold prediction madness that has been going on since last Friday. It's an epidemic. That's right. So last Friday, I made a lot of bold predictions. I had four on the defensive side, four on the offensive side, one of which was thanks to my son who wanted to get in on the fun. Then David added four more total of his own. So for those that didn't hear David's or mine, quick recap. 
before we get to Evans, but mine are as follows. Joe Tryon Shoyinka will lead the team in sacks. Jamel Dean will lead the team in interceptions. Levante David will match a career high with five forced fumbles. Devin White will have a career high five takeaways. Tom Brady has as many touchdowns as birthdays. He'll finish with 45 on the season. Julio Jones will finish with 600 yards and six touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 1,400 total yards and double-digit touchdowns. And the Beckett special, my son's bold prediction, Mike Evans, 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns for David he says Zion McCollum will have the second most interceptions on the team. Scotty Miller will have a career season in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Akeem Hicks will lead the defensive line in sacks, and there will be a Buccaneers receiver that will lead the NFC South in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Doesn't mean it's all the same receiver, but in each of those categories, in the NFC South, there will be a Buccaneer name at the top of the list. So, Evan, I give the floor to you, good sir. Your bold predictions for the 2022 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, first off, I love the Hakeem Hicks one. Um, man, if he can stay healthy. Uh, it's funny, I was at practice, and Chris Collinsworth and Mike Tarico were there as they were prepping for the Sunday night football matchup. And I just overheard Collinsworth say, you know, if Akeem Hicks is healthy, there is nobody in the NFL who will stop this defensive front. So I'm excited. Um, did, did Collinsworth start the sentence in reference to Akeem Hicks by going, here's a guy. Please tell me he did. He, uh, I, I do not know if he said that. I don't want to <laughs> lie to you because we're, we're based on honesty here. Um, but here, defensively speaking, I think Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to lead the NFL in turnovers. That has been a huge point of emphasis in training camp. I think they'll they'll get it done. They've they've been uh, around that throughout their tenure under Todd Bowles. Um, I think I think they're going to be number one. Two, when Todd Bowles came to town, he held three opponents to less than twenty points in twenty nineteen. Then in twenty twenty, he held six opponents to less than twenty points. And then in 2021, he held eight opponents to less than 20 points. This year, 10. 10 opponents. And I'll say to 20 or less. I'll give myself a little bit of grace. 20 or less. Um, I, I could not be more bullish on the defense this year. They just have to stay healthy, please, for the love of God. Um, love your Lenny prediction. I'll go a step further. 1,000 rushing yards, 600 receiving yards. 600 receiving yards would be a career a career high for him. 522 is his career high. 1,000, if he hits that, he's emerging close to a career high because he's only done it twice. And I think uh, 1,100 something has has been his his top uh, top amount. You know, with Lenny, it's just a matter of whether he can play uh, 17 games in a season. You know, he's he's really never been healthy through a full year. Uh, and then Julio. I'll take it a step further. 850 receiving yards. I think we're going to get a, a um, we're going to get a good version of Julio this year. I don't know if we're going to get the the one K the one K Julio, uh, the Atlanta Falcons version. I don't know if we're going to get that guy, but we are going to get um, somebody who is going to thrive with Tom Brady. Uh, we have seen it time and time again when you provide an elite talent with the goat. The goat knows how to 
make it happen and make it work. And, um, you know, Antonio Brown would have been on that projection as well if, you know, he wasn't Antonio Brown. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's the best way that I could put it. Um, so, <laughs> Um, but yeah, those, those are my, um, my key predictions. I made one before, um, training camp. I'll say it again. You know, I love Anthony Nelson. You know, when I put him down for, uh, did I say six, seven sacks? I kind of forget what I, what I said. Uh, I think you said eight, 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 eight sacks. I'll, I think think he had what he had five last year. Yeah. Something like that. I, I do have it stored in one of these files somewhere. I'll, I'll dig it up and I'll find it. Um, eight sacks sold. All right, yeah. Well, I, I, love, mean, I think I love Anthony Nelson. I think he's a guy who's going to step up big time on this defense. He, you know, Sha- uh, Shaq Barrett has mentioned in the past that he reminds him of himself back in Denver before exploding with the Bucks. Uh, six seven dude coming off the edge, love it. So, um, yeah, and and uh, a twelve win season from the Buccaneers. I love it. I love it. And and I don't know if we had more time. I would have gotten into the all of a sudden this like massive swelling of the New Orleans Saints winning the division and like yeah, you know, just you know like the, people are bored. I like I look I think I, like I the problem was I think people were sleeping on New Orleans. Then all of a sudden everyone was yeah. like, "Oh, everyone's sleeping on New Orleans. They're going to be really good." It's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa there, buddy." Okay? Like let's uh you know, let's find the happy medium between sleeping on them and what they can actually do this season. So, you know, I think people made them out to be like a five-win team. I oh, think they're better yeah. than that. Absolutely. But are they a team that I think is going to usurp the Buccaneers in the division? I think not. Do I Will I pick the Buccaneers to lose to the Saints both games this year? I will until they prove otherwise that they can beat them. So a lot of things can be true here. Yeah, I'll I'll put my money on number twelve uh, in red and pewter rather than number two in black and gold. But that is a conversation for next week because right now it's all about that Sunday night football game against the Dallas Cowboys to kick off the Buccaneers season. We want to thank all of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. And I think, I think that as you're listening to this today, it's also the release day of the NFC South episode with my co-host David Harrison repping Locked on Bucks there with Ross Jackson and Julian Council and Aaron Freeman of Locked on Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. Make sure you check that one out. David will be back on tomorrow's episode with a crossover Thursday. But if you have topics, questions, 
thoughts on the game this Sunday. Of course, you can send those in to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 813-444-5841. Check out everything Evan is doing over at 10Tampa Bay and 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com. And of course, make sure you're following all of us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at EPOSTWTSP, and at DHarrisonTV2. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those kids. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.